Well, cheers, well, cheers, cheers. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Look at this. That's what a, what a lovely Monday. Did you ever feel so bad inside? I've got the dodgy cable, which is probably good. Then, if anything fucks up, is my. So, fault. what is the just going into this? Is it just like chatting around, or do you have a point? Literally just chatting. Sounds good. Yeah. So it's. Do we hold it, or do can I keep it there? We'll... You can do whatever you like with it. Shall we start? Are we recording live right now? We're recording live. Wow. Right now. Um. So, welcome to the early late night review. That's what it's called. We are with resident now mouth Ian Mowat. Hello. And stand up extraordinaire <laughs> and um, runner of nights. Yeah, runner of comedy nights. Runner of comedy. <laughs> no, I run all nights, every evening that you've ever enjoyed. I've, I've organized. Oh, my name is Philip. I run the night. Um, so, Philip Carl Kostoletsky. Yes, Philip Carl Kostoletsky. Got it. Wonderful. Are we sounding okay? Are we looking good on the levels? No. <laughs> It's this. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put it in a stand, right, and then not touch it. I need to buy a new. Mic. You're you're so lucky. You weren't here for the last twenty minutes. It's oh, been, it's been tough. Like, oh, it's not working. Yeah, it's it's not, it's not, why is it go. not working? Every fucking time. Yeah, that's the way we do it. Anyway, so welcome. Thank you for having me. So I <laughs> met you. Uh, first time I met you was at Healing Healing. Yes. And you did the bin routine, which was great. Do you know the bin routine, my friend? I don't know. I was so I was there at Healing as well, and I. Potentially don't remember it because it was like a, six months ago. That's okay. The bin, the bin routine, yes, the famous bin routine. It was um, about how you see bigger bins as like artillery. Yeah, yeah. So the essentially, the premise is, is that I live in a cul-de-sac, and uh, my favorite day of the week is when the bins get taken out because they all get lined up on the main street facing the same direction, and so sometimes I pace in front of them like they're my own, pri- <laughs> like they're my own private army, you know. And then that's that's the premise. And then the idea is you the blue bins. I like when the recycling gets taken out because you get the blue lid bins and they look like higher ranked officers within the bin army. Nice. Oh, yeah. I thought you were going to go with UN peacekeepers. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. That's yeah, the old blue hat. Does that yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then the idea is like you, the big bins. You want bins. them between like, like yeah. your green bins and your black bins. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it's kind of that. It's the whole thing. And then it ends up somehow being a point about how the military is uh, manipulated to call that. <laughs> but that like that end yeah. bit, the first bit everyone's like, "Oh, this is kind of wacky and cool." And then I talk about how like bins wouldn't make good soldiers because they can't be uh, psychologically manipulated. Everyone goes, "Well, okay. Let's, let's <laughs> oh, calm down here, buddy." <laughs> one of these guys, yeah. Um, yeah, so it was very good and then I saw you at um, we did um, Sam Rhodes nicest guy in comedy Sam Rhodes Sam yes Rhodes. The, the most lovely sloth in comedy he is he's such a nice guy he made such an effort with me and I'm a fucking nobody and I talked to myself oh, all respect to you um, we did his night but that was so it, that night we were on I don't know if you remember at the beginning there was a guy who was pissed up just a punter in the pub watching the football and shouting at the yes. screen yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so like people were saying oh what, what is it about airports and he was like oh, come on <laughs> fucking come on it's like, it was like oh but, and then what you do is usually in that situation you just remain quiet and everyone looks at that person but he didn't care he was completely <laughs> oblivious to the fact that everybody was staring at him yeah, in fairness if that's his pub and he's usually there and he's usually shouting at the football you're the interloper that's true. But I, I don't I know respect if that pub has any regulars. Have you ever seen a regular at the corner shop? No. It's a pub on a really big junction in Chorlich. 
No one's going to have that as their regular. Oh, okay, fair enough. It's an interloper pub. But mm. that kind of mentality of we think we're they're invading our space when in reality we're invading theirs is so true for open mic stand-up comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've, I've, I've only done one that's been in, you know, a, a proper public lot as opposed to a bespoke room. And yeah. it is weird, but what you get is you get people wandering up to take a look and then going... Yeah, right, that's shit. Just go yeah, back about that every day. day. They're coming in. Who's, like, who's this? I, I, there was a pub in Barnet, uh, Barnet's where I grew up. Yeah. It used to be super rough, like really, really rough pub called Crown and Anchor. Yeah. And they had a comedy night on. And I went in there and there was some comedians on there and most of them died of death. But one, of, but the compare, he, <laughs> these guys came in, massive, skinhead, tats, angry fucking British man British man <laughs> the typical British man and he, he came in and he just looked at the comedian and the, the stage was next to the door so you have to kind of almost walk onto the stage to come in the pub and then he just goes what is this a fucking bible meeting <laughs> and, the, and the comedian go, the combo goes have you got a bible and he's like no and then the bloke's like anyway <laughs> it, was, it was awful and then the guy stood at the bar just looking furious like fucking take the piss out of me and then when he came off stage, you saw him go up to the compare and you could tell he was threatening him, basically. The worst environment possible yeah. for uh, for a gig. But it was, you were invading their space. That's the thing. It's yeah. Sort of- exactly. He was on the estate and because it was an estate pub, he was like, oh, I just, I'll just i go up, have a pint. Yeah. And some blokes there talking about shagging sheep or oh, fucking, yeah, terrible. Um, anyway, so you run a comedy night, don't you? I run two, yeah. I know, I'm a big boy. I run two. So I run my weekly one. <laughs> Uh, I know, Mama's, Mama's proud. Uh, so I run a weekly night in Battersea at a venue called Room 43, which is a bar and kitchen, and they do jazz nights. And then on Wednesdays, we do comedy. Nice. It's quite a lot of fun. And then I run a monthly one with another comedian called Sadia Azmat, who we were talking about just before. But, you know, in the real life world, before the podcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fucking uh, funny. Really funny. Yeah, yeah, she's amazing. And so yeah. uh, we run it together. And we were doing a night, uh, or second one is tonight. So today, this is being recorded on the 22nd of April, just so people know. Oh, I'm not uh, going to get it out for ages. Yeah. People will be listening to this in May going, what the fuck? So, hey, if you're free, come to the show tonight. <laughs> yeah. I can't uh, believe the trouble Prime Minister Theresa May is currently yeah. having. Yeah. Yeah, we'll just insert yeah. a voice box. Hey, look at those clowns in Parliament. <laughs> the weather's really different. Uh, yeah. God, this is different to a normal. Um, so what I wanted to do was essentially this is a slight ruse to get you here because I want to pick your brain about how you've climbed the heady heights of the lower rungs of comedy. <laughs> no, not lower rungs, but you're above you're above the beginning rungs. And I, I guess if you I, say so. Yeah. Well, you are compared to me and Ian. No, no, yeah. So that's that's the point. It's like we might still be doing the same thing, right? So as you'll obviously be doing better things, but we might be at the same nights. But there's definitely a delineation when you go to these nights of people like me and Jamie who are standing there saying, Ooh, and then there's like proper comedians of which you fall into. Oh, I think so it's basically, very kind of you to say. It's like, how do we get from shite so you've got to like, proper comedians? You've got like <laughs> Ian, me, why did you make I like how there's no, one, there's no one in between the two of you and me. Yeah. I'm just the slight rank above. Actually, it is, on the nights you go to, it does feel like an actually kind of binary thing. There's the people who you can tell they're quite new to this, yeah. or they're not great at it. And then there's the people you can tell, ah, they're good comedians. Now, yeah. whether they're successful that night yeah. or you find them particularly funny... It yeah, doesn't particularly I mean, matter, but, people, but there is two different strata. People do surprise you. Like I've seen some comedians, 
at an open mic down and I thought, okay, not bad, whatever. And then like in, within like a few months, they just, their performance quality takes over and everything just fits into place. There's some, I'm not going to name them or whatever, because that would just be embarrassing for them. But it's like just incredible to see how, how people can transform and stuff like that. But if you'd like to pick my brain, I'm, I'm, I'm more than, uh, more than happy, but it's a, it's a charge service, of course. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought you two sided. So. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that. You know? Three for two. So that's, <laughs> that's usually what I get for, for, for any sort of comedy performances or free drinks. So I'll take that. Okay, let's start right at the, at the beginning. How, so how? my mother and my father had sex. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, the natural week. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, you're a normie. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking loser. <laughs> I am. Jeez. Oh, your mom and your dad had sex? What a loser. You know? I mean, in 20 years' time, when everyone's just being birthed you know, through in vitro fertilization, that's going to be yeah, that. Gonna be, yeah, so, I'm a, Yeah, it'd be like Gattaca. Well, yeah. the, the word cisgender is a thing now that didn't exist five years ago. So yeah. we might have a word for people who were born through natural, yeah, natural yeah, yeah, means. Yeah. Cis, you cis birth. Yeah, you cis birth. You fucking cis birth. So, all right, so your mum and dad had sex. Yeah. Um, your mum got pregnant. No, no weirdly enough. <laughs> <laughs> that is a twist in this story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so how come, how come anyway, yada, 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 you end up moving to the UK? Yes, so you ask you for the beginning of my comedy journey. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, I guess so. when I was younger, I was always quite like goofy and silly in a lot of ways. I think it was second to third year of high school. I don't know what that is. I think before you do A-levels would be the equivalent in the UK. Be the, we just call it the third year. So is college <laughs> is the last few years before you go to university, right? Yeah. Yeah, college is sixth form. So you have five years, mm. then you have two years of sixth form, which is A-levels yeah. or, or B-tech. Or yeah, yeah, and then you GBQ. go to university, right? Then you go to uni, yeah. yeah. And, oh, and well, not everybody, this, but... this doesn't apply to Scotland, so I just, I just want to point out. Oh, you got hires in Scotland. Ah, yeah. oh, fair enough. Yeah. Okay, cool. Ian Scottish. Well, thank you for that contribution. <laughs> yeah. uh, just, so, just so you know, if yeah, you're yeah, ever yeah. quizzed about che- the Scottish education yeah. system. Yeah, yeah. Good. That's definitely going in the Edinburgh Fringe show, that's for sure. <laughs> so I hear you've got hired. <laughs> um, so then in between, so in be- before sixth form, before the last few years of, of high school, my brother Michael's friend kind of told me about he wrote a lot of stand-up or whatever. He never performed it, but he just wrote it. Yeah. And then that became the, for me, that was, wait, I'm about to burp in a second. Good. Good anticipation. Yeah, that'll be great for when this becomes an ASMR, you know, <laughs> podcast. You could have just done it straight into yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I thought I'd be a bit, you know, more respectful. But when I get a fart, though, that's definitely going to <laughs> yeah. uh, So then I, I, I kind of just started writing down jokes. I wrote down jokes for like two years before I came to uni. My sister went to uni here. But so you didn't I, perform? No, I didn't perform. Because oh. I, was, I was living in Slovenia at the time and there wasn't really an English comedy scene there. And there still isn't because um, it's... Slovenia. Jesus Christ, you try and give these foreigners a break and they wouldn't even set up a stand-up scene in your own language for a country you never go to. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Unbelievable. And so coming I knew before going to uni that I wanted to do uh, stand-up. And so I just wrote jokes. I wrote jokes for two years. And it ended up being like 44 pages of jokes over those two years, right? Fucking hell. Yeah, a lot. Most of that stuff is shit. I think I used about 10% of it. And then I got to uni and I was I really wanted to join comedy. And so I joined the comedy scene there. There's there's a somewhat interesting story about my actual first stand-up performance, if you guys want to hear it. Yeah, well, as long good. as it's somewhat interesting, uh, somewhat yes. inter- it's, it's It'll titillate you a bit. Uh, yeah, we're going for mild enjoyment. Yeah, That's mild enjoyment. It's Before you... St- do that. Have you been on the the website? You probably don't bother with these things. Now you're big time. Now that I'm big time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now that I'm an unpained, <laughs> sometimes open spot at Pro Night Comedian. Uh, it's spot stop LZ or was it? Yeah, it? yeah. It's spot LZ. It's spot LZ dot something. Anyway. And, and the only places you can book are the Betsy Trotwood 
seems to be used that for booking, but I just turn up there. What is the Betsy Trot word? Uh, Jester Jesters. Oh, Jester Jesters, yes. Yeah. I've never done it, but I've been meaning to get down. Yeah, it's good. It's actually good. It's a good little bit. And the guy who runs it, John, is a, a really funny guy. And it's just, it's a, always a good atmosphere. Anyway, but on there, you can either book for the Betsy Trotwood or you can book the Laughing Camel, which is a yeah, comedy it, night it, in Dubai. Yes, Dubai, yeah. <laughs> <In> Dubai, <laughs> and that's the only two things you can book on it. It's like, what the fuck is this? London or Dubai? Okay. Well, that'd be good if you're trying to double up, you know? <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're commuting to your Dubai <laughs> office job. Yeah. Um, right. Sorry. So I interrupted you. Let's tell us. Tell us your first. My first ever stand-up performance. So essentially, we. I was. At, I was. I was seventeen at university. So I started when I was seventeen because I was just about to turn eighteen. And uh, we had this lecturer who everyone kind of hated, and she didn't show up one day. And it was like you know, hundred fifty auditorium. Wait and, a minute. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like. No one showed up, and the whole everyone was. We were all first year, so we didn't know what to do. We didn't know to contact the you know the department, or like most mature students would have just left. Yeah, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but we were all we were all so we wanted to make such a good impression that we stu- stood there. And so my friend was like, "Just go to the front of the class." And I was like, okay, so I just walked into the front of the class, just sat at the you know the podium, right, and I just started riffing into the lecture, like just started making fun of her, right, because she had a lot of stupid ways of speaking. Like she used to say specific Pacific instead of specific. Yeah, yeah. And she was also rude to us. Like after our reading week, after like our, our, our break during the first term she said oh don't worry guys I didn't miss you over the holidays right she hated us <laughs> we hated her as well though that was fair so I just started ripping into her and they all laughed or I had their attention so then I just started doing the little jokes that I wrote over those two years oh fucking good and they worked they kind of worked I got an applause like a full round of applause break at the end and then that was that was my first and ever. Everyone was like, "Who was that masked man?" Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even my class. <laughs> no, it was, and um, it was it was fun. And then I got a, but the thing was, I was booked for an actual like open mic night a week later. So that was my first ever stand up show. But my first ever gig was like a week later, and then and then I was eighteen at that point. And then I just did that little set, and that's how we can. And I just did it at uni for for three years. But that was like two gigs a month. We did Edinburgh though, which was quite nice. Fuck, that's great. Anyone yeah. who does Edinburgh to me, that's like playing Glastonbury when you're in a band or something it's yeah except uh, far more disappointing <laughs> yeah because you get like two people in an audience and then I've they're heard. like and then they're like are you gonna perform and I'm like you don't want us to perform but we're both too polite to admit yeah. that neither of us should be yeah. should be you know going through this interaction so you end up just performing anyway I've been, I, I mean I've been in some terrible Edinburgh yeah. I but I've been I was going to say I've been the two people that doesn't make sense I've been one of the two people and it's just awkward and horrible but everyone wants oh well we've come to see you and yeah, you'll yeah, do yeah. the thing and it's, like, oh, it's, it's probably God, the I'm equivalent of when you're in a party and someone gets out an acoustic guitar yes and then you gotta just watch whilst they, like, there's like seven of you or less and someone's going oh playing fucking Wonderwall yeah. you've got to just smile and nod and go oh, that's really good I was at a house party about uh, it was end of last summer so September time and a guy who was there kept on going, oh, I'm going to get my guitar out in a minute. I'm going to get my guitar. And we were like... Was it what? you, Jimmy? No, no, no. <laughs> but, no, because that's one of the things I've always thought. Never, ever get your guitar out. Do you play guitar? Yeah. Oh, oh Jimmy nice. used to be in bands. He doesn't like to bring it up much. Oh, really? He used to be in bands, yeah. does, he, does he not actually bring it up or does he bring it up a lot? <laughs> I do bring it up a lot. But just, just in I mean, you just brought it up just now. <laughs> yeah. I just met you. Well, somehow we just started talking about guitars. What is it for? I how, yeah, I don't know how this happened. But, uh, yeah, anyway, so this, this other guy that definitely isn't you. <laughs> yeah. Let's just call him Bleamy. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and we, um, uh, me and my, I'm married, so me and my wife left. And as we were leaving, he was getting his guitar out the boot of his car. And he went, oh, you're going. This is the best bit. And we were like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and I just remember we were walking back and I was like, fucking hell, that was such a close call. Because he was obviously just going to 
get his guitar and played Layla or something. And everyone's yeah. just got to be like, oh, f- f- stop your fun and let's just listen to this guy. Yeah. Do you um, ever? Are you ever tempted when that would happen at a party? Just go, no, <laughs> no, stop it! This is not happening. I don't know who you think you are, Jamie, but it's not going to happen. Um, well, have you seen Animal House, the film? Uh, no, I have not. Oh well, it's great. Uh, uh, John Belushi, and there's a John Belushi. There's a bit, there's a bit where he uh, good good American accent. It's almost like I have one. It is, isn't it? It is. Um, and he's just walking down the stairs at this house pie, and there's a guy sitting on the stairs with an acoustic guitar singing like some 60s hippie shit. And he, you can just see the rage building up in his face. And he just grabs the guitar from him and he just smashes it against the wall about four times. <laughs> and then he gives it back to him and goes, Oh, sorry. <laughs> and it's so true because there's always a party where someone will be like, I know seven chords, so I'm going to say, like, shut the fuck up. And listen to my five-minute stand-up set instead. <laughs> yeah. well, think, think about this, isn't? don't you always get that where like, when you're at any sort of event and you mention that you do stand-up comedy, the people always go, oh, can you tell us a joke then? Or they say, oh, come on and do a performance. And yeah. it's like, nah. It's, like, it's, it's, not, it's not quite like that. Yeah. It's, not, it's not quite like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's that, that, that thing of tell us a joke. Yeah, that's so annoying. Oh, my, that's my the, worst. Worst, the worst thing I find is, where essentially I was chatting to this, I was, it, was, it was a family event, right? And it was all very banterous and fun. And this woman was acting kind of weird. And she said to me, oh, I bet this is just going to end up in one of your stand-up, stand-up sketches, isn't it? And I just looked and I said, you're really not that interesting. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> And she was like, she wanted to pretend like she wasn't a bit annoyed with it, but obviously, like, cause it is a rude thing to say, but because people don't understand that, like, for you, it's annoying because you, it's sort of saying that you can't view the world as like, you can't just enjoy a moment. Mm. You have to be thinking, oh, is it for stand-up? Is this material? Is yeah, this material? I, I get that at work as well. People like be like, oh, don't we get Cause this is just good to go in a stand-up set. And I'm standing there, we go, it's really not, it's re- it's, it isn't. It yeah, isn't. no, it's really, people, it's not th- my yeah. favorite joke I ever heard about that was someone once said, Oh, I bet this is going to go on your stand-up set. And the guy on stage was like, well, this section of the conversation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's yeah. it. Everything else, forget about Everything it. else you've said after this point will not be. I don't know who, who that was, but that was really, that was a good take on it. So what do you, what do, you do as a job? I do as a job. So I, the comedy events, I run, I run those and I make a bit of money from that. And then I MC around London when I can do open mic nights and stuff. So that gets me a bit of cash. And then my main job, though, is uh, lifeguarding. What? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, I lifeguard for a Virgin Active Club in Wandsworth. They're fucking amazing. <laughs> You're yeah. like a David Hasselhoff character. Yeah, I am. I'm 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 like David Hasselhoff. You know, I have a huge following in Germany as well. <laughs> Austria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Austria. Yeah. I'm Austrian American uh, Slovenian for the record. For anyone listening, now for context on this accent. Right, yeah. Aust- Austrian American Slovenian. So because when we spoke briefly before again it was six months ago, um I was like, Oh, Philip, he's, he's Austrian. So it was the Austrian part of yeah. not the Slovenian part. So we're chatting about that before you came in. And Oh hang um, on, this is a bit embarrassing. Yeah, it is, but I, I do want to bring it up. So I was in Vienna. Uh, last week. I'm sorry for whatever happened. No, 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 it's fine. So I said to, I said to Jamie, all right, I could chat about Austria. And he's like, why? And I was like, well, you know, because I was in Austria, because uh, I was in Vienna last week. And he was like, uh-huh. He was like, you were in Italy, weren't you? No, Vienna's in Austria. I, I basically You're thought- You're a 40-year-old man. I basically thought- you thought, that, you thought it was Venice, didn't you? I thought it, I thought it was Venice. But That's no, 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 no. no you, had, I still we, think you're an idiot. I'm just trying to <laughs> consolidate you a bit. We, yeah. we, had a, we had a further conversation about it, and you said, what, all my life I've thought Vienna's in Italy. No, and I, you haven't I, got it mixed up no, with Venice, because you know no, Venice no, is a place as no, well. No, 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 I did. I thought you were talking about Venice. You sound like brothers arguing. I thought it was Venice, and I don't understand why you'd go to Vienna and not Venice. 
because uh, they're, I've been to they're a country before. apart. <laughs> yeah, I, there's, I've, there's I've a country called before, Slovenia before. separating them. I know, but it's a weird. It's weird. Is it, no, Austria shares a border with Italy, so I guess. Yeah, no. I'll say yes. I mean, we're not going to trust <laughs> you on any of your geography. <laughs> yeah, it does, moving forward. Right, yeah, um, no, I'm terrible at geography. I'm appalling at geography. Uh, also, is Venice is terrible. Don't go there ever. Really, yeah. I love Venice. I thought it was a huge letdown. It smelled. Are you talking about Venice or Vienna? Venice. Yeah, Vienna. I liked. But, and we'll say that uh, Venice smelled, you're allowed to smoke inside in Austria. This was a huge surprise to yeah, me you are. and disgusted me continually. Apart yeah. from that, I loved it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I don't smoke either, so I find that. But Austrians smoke a lot. They're, I think they're the highest smokers in Europe. Yeah, I can believe that everyone oh, I smokes. Spain. I thought Spain was big on smoking. I don't know. I don't know what Spain's, you know. <laughs> they fucking love it. They love it. They love it. I just remember watching um, Real Madrid or someone play. And they had the, the groundsman just like click, like, and every single person had like a bag hanging out there. Um, yeah, so they're big on, that's my reference for why they're big on smoking. That there were some people who were smoking on TV who were Spanish. Yeah, in Europe, in on the continent, they're big on fags for some reason. Yeah, they love fags, yeah, don't they? they just, uh, they're really big on smoking. I don't know why. Oh, that's what you meant. All right. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what you think of it. They're, um, but they are. It's, uh, yeah, they're even allowed inside in Austria. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Um, yeah, but no, they are. They're big on smoking um, and they're big on drinking. Yeah. They're, they're le- a lot less health conscious than, well, I'm speaking on. I your- think because their regular diet is so much healthier. Austria with yeah, standing because yeah, there are a yeah. lot of fat kids in Austria. Actually, my I lost my German language for for a while, my, my German language ability because I was living in Slovenia and then so my parents separated. My father was the Austrian one, and so they kind of dissipated. And what, so, so I, you grew up speaking Austrian and then you forgot it. I mean, I never lost it. That's the thing. So when you grow up bilingual, you never really lose that language. Yeah, I bet. I bet. Um, and so then I went. I did these like language camps in Austria. I went to camps in Austria. Is essentially what I'm saying. Right? <laughs> but one of them was it was this camp. It was a German language camp, and at the same like like it was at a school, and the same camp there was this other one called Fitstadtdick, which means fit instead of fat. Dick means fat, right? It doesn't mean penis. Does it? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, the, the it was called FSD. F- I thought F- ich, ich liebe dich meant I love you. Yeah, but no, that's dich, and this is dick. Got ya. D i c k versus d i c h. Okay. So sorry, they came off really patronizing. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, sorry about that. So there was this fat I, camp. Words that are pronounced differently. Are different words. <laughs> yeah. No, patronize me. I've already shown myself up to be yeah, highly ignorant. Yeah, yeah. This. Don't worry. I'll, I'll make sure. I'll make sure to do that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. So it was this fat camp in Austria because they, they some of the kids are given awful food. Uh, but what was funny about it was is that the the acronym for the camp was FSD, and so one of the Serbian guys on the course said it stood for Fat Sunny Day, <laughs> which is quite nice. But yeah, there's a fat camp in Austria. Austria needs. But to... you you didn't go to the fat camp. No, 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 no. I went to the I went to the German camp. You went to the language camp. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see any fat kids. Now I'm thinking about it. But I would have said the the diet is very meat heavy and very yeah, fried yeah, yeah, things yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah. As it's a Scottish hearty. person, I felt lots quite of, at home. Cold cut. Yeah, oh, mm. cold cuts are awesome. Cold awesome. cuts for breakfast. Yeah, yeah. That's always what I think about. Is this when you were in Venice? Did you <laughs> this is, no, this was actually when I was in Crete. And it was a... <laughs> what? It was a restaurant run by some Germans. and Which aren't the same as Austrians, no, but sure. No, I agree, agreed, agreed. I'm um, glad we can agree on that. Because <laughs> if, if we couldn't agree on that, there'd be a lot of other issues we need to go through. Uh, yeah. But the different countries, they have to be the same. <laughs> all the same, all the same. Um... And they had the English breakfast, which was like a f- kind of fried breakfast. Yeah, I'm familiar. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then the English breakfast, which was an English breakfast. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've obviously been patronising myself now. So they had this thing. It's like beans and eggs. And, yeah. and, 
And then they had, and the then thing is, for an American listener, for the one, like, <laughs> you never know, the per, the one person who listens to this podcast. Somebody, somebody could, in Iowa is downloaded yeah. by accident. Yeah. Someone in Dubai who heard Camel, Camel Comedy Club. <laughs> I'm just tagging in the notes yeah. and they'll be like, oh, I think, um, yeah, so they had the English breakfast and then they had the uh, German breakfast. I think they actually called it the German breakfast. And it was basically like cold cuts of meat and cheese and, yeah. and bread. And it was very funny because it was very German heavy in terms of uh, the guests. And it was very English heavy as well. So it was like basically two camps. And everyone was clearly <laughs> looking at each other's breakfast going, what the fuck are you eating? <laughs> How could you eat that shit? Yeah. <laughs> but the guy came out of the kitchen and he was a German. He was, he was fat. Have you, do you know who Wim Hof is? Have you heard of Wim Hof? No. Uh, he's not even German. He's yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> what the hell, man? dude? You think there are only two countries in the world: the UK and not the UK? No, I think there's. Oh, I mean, this German guy. I mean, he was Chinese, but <laughs> this Dutch guy in Crete. Yeah, yeah. this is a story that will least use in Australia, right? Yeah. This Dutch guy in Crete. But he, he the guy, he spoke Russian. <laughs> he reminded me of him. He reminded me of him. And he just came out the. I'm not even going to do an accent, right? Because I was. I'm tempted to do an accent, but he just came out and basically was like. Is, is what you're eating all right? And I was like, yeah, it was great. And he was basically like, I just learned how to do an English breakfast and it's fucking blown my mind. Like beans, bacon, eggs. He's just like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, no, you've done a really good job. And then everyone else was eating their cold cuts. Oh, that was a great story. It was yeah. great. Had a good ending. Do you know why the ending was the best though? It's because the story was done. I didn't have to listen to it any longer. That's being, I'm being mean now. No, don't. don't, don't no, worry about, I, I think you're true. right. Foods that we think of as normal are so my girlfriend is Greek. I so was talking she's German. So, so she speaks French. <laughs> yeah, 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 so she's German. Yeah, obviously she's German. And she was like, just, yeah, she's European, mate. Just, yeah, yeah. UK, European. Um, no, but I was explaining uh, baked beans. I'm like, mm, beans, they're amazing. And she's yeah. like, no, this is wartime food. You're yeah. eating wartime food. That's and I'm like, no, this is a choice. I, I don't I don't go for an English breakfast too long, too much. I like the toast. Essentially, <laughs> I like the toast, like the eggs, toast. <laughs> yeah. uh, the sausage. I can do. I can also do without and. Then, you're Austrian, you love a sausage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Was that a reference to the fags thing? No, 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 no. They, yeah, they, yeah, Austrian. Yeah, sausages. yeah, they do love sausage. Yeah. I'm not a big, I'm not huge. So I've gotten into sausage as I've gotten older. <laughs> oh, what blew my mind in Vienna is you know, I hear you'll get like a bratwurst and they'll open up the roll and put it in. Yeah. There's a machine that like pokes a hole in a baguette and yeah. then they just stick the sausage in it and yeah, you yeah, stick yeah. your mustard it's in it. They're heated as well. Yeah, so you stick them in and it heats oh, the inside God, yeah. of the bun. What it's good. It's revolutionary. Isn't Fantastic. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you, go, if, you, if you go to the uh, Weihnachtsmarkt, so Christmas market, uh, as you'd say, Weihnachtsmarkt, that was German. Sorry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I think that clear because you might have thought it was Russian. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm following. I'm following. <laughs> so the Christmas market, they have a lot of those in Vienna, they'll have like tons of those sausages. They'll stick them in they use that machine it's really nice yeah mm. what, what, so you were in Vienna where'd you go in Vienna what'd you see did you go to the Albertina Museum or mm. I'm gonna say that as a no did uh, you, what did you check out um, did you get so, pissed and flirt with girls who were too young for you no that's what Tom did I did I obviously didn't do that uh, the big cathedral yes the uh, art gallery the two large palaces yeah. that, that cathedral's just burned down isn't it no, that's not. <laughs> oh, the foreign cathedral! You're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. You know the only issue with that is that reference will be outdated by the time this thing gets released. <laughs> the European cathedral. Um, you know all the lovely architecture. You know the opera houses. Yeah, yeah. Because the reason I wanted to go there is the way I kept um, rationalised it. I said, if this was 1850. 
Vienna is New York. It used to be the capital of the world. Yeah. I want to see all the cool stuff from a bygone time. Big I wondered why. To go there. I wonder why you wanted to go there. It's a bit random. No, it's not. No, like I say, it used to be capital of the world. I mean, there's a UN. One of the UN uh, buildings, one of the main three UN buildings. One of them is in Geneva, New York, and then Vienna is there, right? It's a huge global city. It's uh, frequently rated yeah. the, the world's most livable city. Yeah, it has the highest livable. livable what does that city. mean? It means like, it's nice really to nice to live, to live in... there. It's so nice to live there. If you ever seriously go What's to the... Vienna, it's amazing. I, like if you just spend like a few days there, you'll see how nice the the, the quality of life there is is phenomenal. Ah, uh, but smoking inside is the worst. Uh, it's just it horrific. Worst. It's horrific. There are a lot of people who like it though, and you can go to places where they don't allow it. Mm. Um, I struggled with that. There's places that have got rooms. Where yeah, they yeah, they got rooms, or they have a section. Yeah. It's like the old like uh, airplanes you used to have. You know, when I'm not that I know about it. Maybe you guys do. <laughs> but you used to be able to you used to be able to smoke on a plane, right? The biplane. The biplane. The biplane. You used to be able to smoke on the plane, and they had like a section. No, for they smokers. wouldn't let you because zeppelins and all the gas it would have. That's yeah. so long ago. I'm talking about like with 60s, 70s, you could be able to smoke on planes yeah. and then they had like a section for smokers. But the issue was it was a tube in the sky. Yeah. So, so like what it just wafted in anyway. Yeah. And that's what they have in, in the Austrian like restaurants now is they have like a section. A smoking section. Yeah, yeah, And you take the yeah. zone. And then you can smoke there. And then, but the thing is, it's like doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't work, of course, because it's, it's an it's an interior building. Well, I remember when um, pubs an, had smoking sections. Yeah, mm. and that, again, or you could just smoke everywhere. It was a oh yeah, smoking yeah but I think it's better not to have smoking because oh, the thing is oh, you so much yeah, better because it feels nicer but also then you're superimposing your poor life choices onto mm. other people. Yeah, it's like you don't get passive drinking. So yeah. it's not like bits of alcohol flying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you just sit in there and it's like, ah, it's a booze. That's where, funny, I like that. Whereas with smoking, it's just permanently in your face. It's terrible. But I grew up in an era where... For how old are you guys, by the way? I'm 40. You're 40. But I make a big thing about being 40 in my act. Yeah. I'm 37 and I don't bring that up because it's not a particularly amusing age. Yeah, no, it isn't. I saw a comedian <laughs> the other day say a really good joke. He said, I'm nearly 40 now because I'm 41. And I thought, that's a good joke. Yeah, that's I'll funny. nick that when I'm 41. Yeah, I won't nick it because it's immoral to nick jokes. Yeah, unless you I, kill him. Unless you if you kill him, <laughs> what happens if an open mic comedian dies? Do their jokes just become for free range? Oh, Jesus Christ. Did you hear about that guy? Ian, Ian, whatever. Yeah, he died. And he on wasn't stage. an open mic. He was a no, proper pro. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we could care about him because he wasn't an open mic. Well, no, no. Like his, his jokes, life had meaning. His <laughs> jokes are documented. That's the thing, you know. Like an open micer who never has their like never like most of their material doesn't exist. No one knows that they wrote it, right? Yeah. What if you killed them? And then stole their jokes. Would that be would people? People wouldn't know. I th I still think I, it's I wrong. I think killing them is wrong, definitely. No, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah. What, what you, if you killed them? Would you, it be you kill totally them? wrong to steal their jokes? <laughs> well, well, no, no, no. We're not talking about the morality of death here. We're talking about the morality of intellectual uh, property rights. <laughs> well, what about if you just dissuaded them from comedy? You just put them off. Yeah, yeah mate, you're you're yeah, no you're good. Shit. You're no that, good. That joke oh, is yeah, gonna yeah. work. Yeah, but then Not they then they go stuff. and kill themselves. Yeah. And you're fucked. <laughs> but then you don't have to deal with the morality of killing somebody. Yeah, and then you can steal their jokes. Yes. Mm. Yeah. All right. Good. Yeah. We found a happy medium. Yeah. Yeah. Drive the person don't to suicide. Drive yeah. them to suicide. But just don't kill them. <laughs> good. Yeah. This is this seems like a natural uh, time to get a drink. Yes. What yeah. I'll do is I'll play a little bit of interlude music. Lovely. A little bit of jazzy. Nice. Type of jingle. Yeah. And then we'll get back into it. Nice. All right, but let's remember in the intervening five minutes to say something fucking hilarious that won't get recorded. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, okay, Done. cool. How's that cider? Is it all right? It's 
not bad. It's lovely, actually. Yeah. It's, you want to uh, it? No, no. I've, I, I've, because I caned it on cider when I was young, and puked and got. Oh, I can't touch it now. Put me off for life. Yeah. Minging stuff. So what I was going to say is, when I was young, oh, sorry, we're recording again now. Oh, are we recording? It sneaks back in. Wow, I didn't even know that. I didn't even have the mic next to my face. To do it. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. It's, it's what you. It's what you said. I'm going to nick your idea about having an incidental. I'm not. I'm not going to nick your. Incidental what? Well, you know, just sometimes it's good to have a little bit of chatting before mm. you go back into it. There's definitely a difference. Like when we were talking just now. Yeah. It was. It's like more chilled. It's quieter. I think. It's. it's the, I think that's. The, it's just toned down. I think it's, it's. It's your personality, just a bit more. And you're not so worried about empty space. Yeah. So, whereas, whereas when you're on a podcast, you're like, oh, I've got to say something now. Well, we could just try it out. That was fun. I <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Oh, look, there's Ian laughing into the mic again. Oh, oh, oh Ian, <laughs> how dare you laugh into the mic during a comedy podcast? Fucking laugh. Fucking laugh. So talking about uh, there's UK and the rest of the world. When I was a kid, there was a football game on, which was called... England versus the rest of the world. It might mean you're called UK versus the rest No, of the it was England against... I know the game you're talking about. It was the 100th anniversary of the FA. Yeah, it was England versus the rest of the world. And so it was actually... I think it was 1987. I believe the rest of the world won 1-0. No. England no. won. No, England won 3-0. Oh. Mm. Yeah, bitch. I've got a... In fairness, I was like five at the time. I'm going to have to Google I remember. I remember watching it when I was a kid and really excited. Because when you're English... They should have just called that the colonization football game. <laughs> yeah. How did the rest of the world lose? <laughs> well, because they're not really... No offense cohe- to England, they're not but they're a good team, team but-, but they're not great. Yeah, but it's not like I think everyone would be taking it seriously. It was more of a friendly game. Mm. Oh, um, no, no, no. Yeah. Look, there was one in 1963. No, no, I'm going to have to do the 80s one. It's a football game that no one remembers but me. Right. So anyway, I don't know what it was, but that's what happened. So it's not. I'm not saying you, you, you have to forgive me for my ignorance, but... I won't. Yeah, yeah, but it is very hammered. How magnanimous! It is very hammered. That is a great word that people don't use more often. I've always thought oh, I, there should be. I always thought there should be a supervillain uh, who lives in a volcano called Magnanimous. Oh, that's, that's yeah. I love that. That's great. What? And he's just very forgiving, but only only in a position where he's not meant to be. That's the whole point. <laughs> <laughs> that's only when he's forgiving. He could, he could go nuts, but he decides not to. Yeah, yeah. When when he should be forgiving, he isn't. But only when he's not. Meant <laughs> to be forgiving he is that's magnanimous magnanimous for you live it up to his namesake so he doesn't need to live in a volcano well it's because it's a bit like magma yeah I thought I mean I get it yeah alright did you you sure (laughs) (laughs) yeah where's this volcano uh, foreign, foreign. It's in yeah. foreign. It's one of those non-UK. Uh, places. Yeah, non-UK. It's on. Like. Um, it's in Bolivia, Stan. Uh, yeah, I've heard of that place. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but you, uh, you said you had some. Uh, you wanted to pick my brain. Yeah. So t- uh, tell us about. I know this is a bit of a. Sorry, n- to completely one eighty this <laughs> conversation. But I just wanted. To, it was, it was going nowhere. You rescued it. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, you pulled it up. Um, I like a good lifeguard. Yeah, like a good lifeguard. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. We were floundering in the uh, deep end, and yeah. you uh, helped us out. Uh, so do you? What do you do? What do you wear as a lifeguard? <laughs> Well, I, wear, I wear a yellow t-shirt and black trousers. Are you a trousers? And I wear this beautiful smile, of course. Tr- <laughs> Not trousers, sorry, shorts. Have you, had, I, have you had to rescue anyone? No, I've only dealt with one panic attack. That's about it. So your entire job is sitting there going... Yeah I, yeah, I sit there for eight hours and more or less do nothing. Do you just tell kids not to bomb? 
and then yeah, at night, actually, like, two we, comedians looked at him. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a little bit of dealing with old women who, uh, and it's mainly old women who go to these aqua classes who get annoyed at stuff. And then it's it's just like, I probably I work eight-hour shifts, and I probably spend about seven of them not, not talking to anybody. I bet. Sit, just sitting in that big just chair. Just sitting there. Like yeah, yeah. And I think, and I write jokes sometimes, and I do stuff like that. It's a good place to think, but it, it is tiring. And for a few weeks in the past, we had like, um, issues with like the chlorine levels in the air and the air circulation yeah, was like, so, so yeah my eyes and lungs were burning for like for like three weeks straight uh, because of the shifts but that withstanding thing, it's people, a pretty good job people down mines complain they've got the nerve to complain and they yeah. don't know they've got to sit in a chair and they could have chlorine yeah, yeah, in their yeah, eyes I know, right? miners don't really help anyone but lifeguards do uh, that's, in think fact miners actually, uh, actively you know hurt the earth think about all of the climate change protesters yeah. and how angry they would be about it mm. yeah did you see that Emma Thompson flew all the way over to protest? Now, I think the climate change um, protests, I do agree with it, right? Because it's we're all in it together and it's fair enough. But she flew all the way over from wherever she was, foreign land, um, <laughs> to, to get to, to London to protest with everybody. And it was like, your carbon footprint to get here is just fucking astronomical. So As long as she didn't fly at night, that would have been the worst. Really? Is it worth yeah. flying at night? Because basically when you fly in the daytime, the sunlight can break down some of the emissions from it. Flying at night is so is so impactful to well, the to Well, the it, it fucks you up as well, flying, because of the levels of radiation. It's worse than um, a CT scan. You're looking sceptical. Mm, this feels like the kind of no, thing you true. say, and then yeah. five years later, you, <laughs> you say, yeah, well, I didn't know any better at the time. I got a minute. Because um, this, this does happen a lot. Amount of radiation flying. Here we go. We are exposed to low levels of radiation when we fly. Don't worry about low levels. You will be exposed to about 0.03, doesn't matter, measurement we don't know, of cosmic radiation if you were to fly within the United States. A measurement we don't know, so it doesn't matter. You, um, basically, you get fuckloads. You get fuckloads. It just said low. <laughs> yeah, it just said like, low is yeah, the low, qualifier. It didn't say fuckloads. <laughs> if anything, it said the opposite of fuckloads, which yeah, is low. Low compared to, say, you know, a nuclear bomb, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, well, that's like that's what, the yeah. most uh-huh. stupid comparison you could make, right? Here we go. A chest x-ray is 0.014, and a transatlantic flight is, it, flight is 0.08. Oh, wow. So that's... It's, that's it's quite a lot. significant. So it's, it's, it's like a fucking... I know what it's like. Eight chest X-rays. That's literally. <laughs> You're right. It's, it's about and that's why all those pilots, you know, die of radiation poisoning. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, apparently they that is it is an issue with pilots' health and stuff. Because you're you're getting that every day. You're getting that. Yeah. Constantly, you're flying. <laughs> I don't know if you know about pilots, but they do a lot of flying. <laughs> <laughs> they fly a lot of planes. Uh, it's part of their job description. So anyway, I don't want to bring it down, but if we were going to pick your brain, yeah. Do you want to tell us about some your what's your worst gig? I was thinking about this the other day because someone else asked me. I think my worst gig was recently. Well, the thing is, I did a lot of gigs at uni where I was like trying out new material, and it was some of it was just offensive for the sake of being offensive. Like it wasn't clever at all, right? Yeah, and some of yeah. my material now, like a, a section of it, is offensive, but I think it's calculated. Recently, like since I moved to London in September, I, like I've never had somebody come up to me after a show and go, "I was offended by that," or they found it offensive, right? But there were a few earlier gigs where it was just offensive for the sake of being offensive, and it was awful. And people came up to you afterwards. Never, no, people have never come up to me afterwards, but I could, looking back on it, it was like not great. But now it's fine. Now I think it's very calculated and I'm playing around with the... the, the yeah, you're not offensive at all. No, I mean, no, I, I think there's some seg- there's some bits that I have which are could be con- de- deemed as edgy, but there's the thing is, it's like, 
are you hearing the words or hearing the sentences are two different things, right? Mm. Yeah. Um, uh, but I think my worst gig was probably recently I did Up the Creek at the Blackout, Be at the Blackout, which is the gong show where they can boo you off, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I did the first two minutes and they were laughing and it was like stuff that I thought was like club ready and like tight, hard hitting. And they were sort of into it, but they weren't totally into it. And they just carded me for no reason. They started like wanting to get me off. And this last woman, I said, "What? What is it? What am I doing wrong?" She said, "She kind of just went nothing." And so they that's, booed, that's the worst. Yeah, yeah, they they booed me off because nothing. There was no real reason for them to boo me did off. Did you have a go at the crowd? Yeah, yeah, I did. I said, "Oh, you know, this competition is ridiculous. Like all of us just come up here and they just flick our dicks." You know, I was angry. I was angry because I felt as though I had done nothing wrong. And that it's, was probably, it's gladiatorial though, isn't it? They yeah, wanna yeah. they wanna see people bother. Yeah, yeah. I was second on as well, so it was like they wanted to get thin the thin the herd out a bit. But then the guy on after me fucking killed and demolished Luke Chilton, who was great. He he's a great comedian. And then that night in particular, he had a really strong direction. I think I bombed, but I could have done it better because they liked they didn't want you to self-deprecate or talk a bit about yourself. They wanted just like observational stuff. So had I just mm. had I just done the second half of my material at the beginning, it would have been fine. But you don't know that always walking into it. So that was probably the worst gig I've done recently. But a lot of the times, even if it's going badly, I'll have fun with it. I think that's important. It's like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I've had some... I've had, I've had some. Every gig I do is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every gig I do at the moment is is, a, is mediocre and possible. I had a gig... Do you, at, do, is that because of your material or is that because of the gigs you're doing? I Sorry, that was a fucking hard-hitting personal no, question. No, no, no. But you're, what you're doing there is giving me a bit of a lifeline for me to say it's the gigs I'm doing but it's, it's both it's both it's because I'm a newbie yeah. I've only done 16 gigs right? you've only done 16 gigs yeah so how many gigs have you done I'd I, I round that I would think so really no, no yeah. more than so 16 you, you guys are fucking 12. great for 16 newbie. gigs oh that's not true no that is true <laughs> oh. I, I thought no, you had been going for a while seriously I thought you'd been going for a little longer no, thanks. Than that. Well, when Sam... I thought at least 17 <laughs> <laughs> you're a 17 to 20 kind of guy yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard that it takes 7 years to get good so I've met other comedians who said this one comedian said it took him thirty years to get good, and now thirty. Yeah, he, well, I mean, he, is that the, the chicken is, in the basket that's guy? Because he's amazing. That's his own personal <laughs> opinion, right? Yeah. Like he he probably was good around seven or ten years. I think it's seven to ten is what they say, right? But it's just you have to gig more. That's literally mm. it. You have to gig as I, much I, as possible. I'm, I'm going reps in the comedy gym. Yeah. Actually, yeah, that's what we always say. You just you just go do... Even if you have a shit gig, you, you if you take away something from it. Yeah. But the last gig I had was at Love Comedy Club. I've never done that one. Is it good? Well, Ian did it, and he said it wasn't very good. I did it, and it was genuine crowd. Mate, the- stop, stop, stop bugging me off the promoters. <laughs> you did. <laughs> yeah. That particular evening, there were... No, but you uh, said there, it was there a were, standard. Yeah, no, there were four people in who'd come in as crowd. Yeah. And two of them were like, oh, they could tell they weren't... Ha- they thought there was going to be more of a crowd there, but they were willing to go along with it. And one of them was a couple at the front, uh, a female couple, a lesbian couple, and they were just not having anything. Yeah, why they come to a comedy club They sat there annoyed. actively angry at everyone it was I mean they just gave story face at everyone yeah. it was like yeah you're actually harshing everyone here it was really yeah. weird basically when you only have five minutes you have to decide am I is this a gig that I'm going to play the room or am I going to try out material mm. and there's mm. two different things do you want this to be a good gig or do you want to see if your jokes are funny yeah. and it's yeah. it's an annoying decision to make when you only have five minutes because that's your only five minutes and then you only gig what like one every ten days right but yeah, probably on average. Right. Yeah. So if you have that, you need to need to decide: is this going to be the gig for that or gig for this? So the best way to to make that decision easier is to gig more, so you can say, oh, "I'm not going to do well this time, but I'll do better next time." Well, I had a gig a couple of weeks, uh, three four weeks ago, and it was uh, only comics. There was nobody else there. I got on stage, and it was just 
a complete piss take. Yeah. And I didn't give a sh- I, It was the first gig I've ever done where I wasn't nervous at all. Yeah. And it was just pissing about and not really caring. Yeah. And it was nice to be up there and fuck about, but I didn't get anything from it because I was just... Well, you fucked about though. And yeah, that, I did fuck about Well, the thing it. is, like, that is such a good skill because when you're actually doing longer sets in front of, like, an actual audience... A, a, yeah. a good portion of that will just be playing the room a bit. I did a preview or a work in progress the other day, and that was 45. 45 minutes? Well, yeah, but it was to five people, so let's not pretend like it's anything amazing. You remembered 45 minutes of stuff. I, even I find that impossible. Like, I have the no- I had notes written down and stuff, okay. so it wasn't like that. But, like, so it was three pe- four people I knew, and then these so six people. It was two random Colombian women who just joined in. And I chatted to them for a while because you can't do anything else. If you don't uh, talk to the audience, yeah, yeah. they don't know what they're expecting. So I, like, I'm planning on doing this, this, uh, this run of the, the solo show, 45 Minutes, whatever, in Brighton Fringe. And I know 10 minutes is going to be crowd work. Yeah. Like, I don't have to plan that because I know that I'm going to have to... Because if you don't have a warm-up act, you don't have anything else, you're going to have to talk to the audience. But it's I, the thing is, I find it annoying when like pro comics are like, oh, just enjoy the game or whatever. But when you don't have that many gigs and you only have like a five-minute set, yeah. it's really annoying mm. to have to crowd work and do the stuff like that. You want to be treated better, but that's I guess it's part of the grind, as they say. The fucking grind, yeah. Yeah, the grinding. There was a gig near me the other day, all pro comics. Mm-hmm. Did you watch or were you part of it? I w- no, I watched. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't part of it. I was going to say, because that just sounds like the worst promotion ever. Come see our all pro comics. <laughs> but they were and all- Jamie Maserati. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, Jamie Maserati. I'm never going to come back. <laughs> yeah, so I, we, we went and I was saying to my wife, I don't understand how this venue is going to be a comedy venue. It's like a massive warehouse yeah. full of um, hot tubs. They sell hot tubs. <laughs> right? So yeah, fucking random. Right, already it's a comedy venue. What are you talking about? I mean, about? I've done a gig at a furniture store once, so anything's possible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right so this gig right it was pretty um pretty bad right in the sense that it was a massive warehouse the lights were on everyone was really dispersed on tables it was it was like there was no atmosphere really high ceiling it, all the things that were bad and then the compare came on and he fucking died hard i've never seen i have not probably not for about 10 years have i seen somebody die so bad <laughs> It was like just right into the ground, eating a bag of shit. It was just the worst. Like no heckling. It was pure silence and anger from the crowd. And everyone was an arsehole. There was loads of people there who were all like middle-aged fucks who just would like almost annoyed someone was trying to yeah. tell them jokes. And he was, you could tell he was working hard, but oh, he was just getting nothing. And then when the first comedian came on, he had to do the warming up because the guy, had done it. if he'd done it, he just brought the crowd down. And he, and he came on and he, for about 10 minutes, he was doing just crowd work yeah. and it was all high energy trying to bring people up and even then when he won everybody's favour over he was doing routines that were just getting nothing it's tough I mean so I was emceeing uh, South Kensington the other day and it, there was about like five six real audience the rest were comedians and it was one of those gigs where no one really wanted to be there, right? I was playing off the fact that it, no one wanted to be there, right? And so yeah. th- when we get to the end I just said this gig has been interesting, but I think comedians and audience all like, we can all agree that this was a huge waste of time. <laughs> it was, and everyone laughed. And I was like, this was because it was a huge waste of time for you guys spending your Easter. And the comedians, we could have done writing. We could have done other gigs in this time and kind of addressing the fact that a lot of the comedians on the bill have done huge gigs. That's what's so interesting about comedies. You'll see someone on open mic night and it's like, oh yeah, he opened for blah, blah, blah. And you're like, really? And he's here still? Mm. You yeah. Know? You see, I've done 
like nights where 12 comedians have played and everyone's just done shit. Yeah. You know, you're saying about like, you know how, oh, and they've done bigger gigs and stuff. Yeah. It's amazing that like right at the bottom to until you get to the top, how yeah. much of his stuff still in there. Yeah. So I've been on a bill with a guy and they're like, and tomorrow night he's opening for Reginald D. Hunter. <laughs> and it's like, oh, so two degrees of separation between me and Reginald D. Hunter. Right. Look, I don't want to sound like an amateur, but I am. So this is me just guessing. But surely, if you went and did your set that you've got now, five minutes, and you went and did that to the Comedy Cabin or the Hoop and Toy in Kensington yeah. or any of those kind of places, you would get some laughs. If you went and did that in front of a crowd before Reginald D. Hunter, you'd either get booed off because they'd be like, I want to see Reginald D. Hunter, or everyone would fucking crack up loads. And I do find that real audience rather than comedians and bringers and stuff are they're more warm to you because they're like because oh, they're, I mean, well, they're there to see comedy yeah right? yeah they're the, they've come out they've also also their expectation of what they're limiting themselves to hear is is different right yeah real audience is a lot better but when people are there to see comedy the vibe is completely different um but like if you like i've heard that the actual comedy store on like a thursday friday saturday night is insane because people are there to see comedy. You got, mm. you got like the one of the best MCs in the world warming them up. Yeah. And you get an opening act yeah, yeah. who just kills for twenty minutes, and you just fucking ride that wave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you could, you but it doesn't mean you don't have to be funny. Like you still have to be properly good. But That's you ju- the thing. You ju- yeah, but you just don't it's get easier. that indifference. You don't get that. No, clubs clubs are so much easier. Are are easier in so far as the audience is more ready to hear you. Like, I'm sure when you fall, you fall harder. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like if you bombed at, at like <laughs> Angel Raw or the Comedy Store or Backyard, it's it's a th- death that's worth a lot. Like it's horrible. No, yeah, yeah. Uh, good advice. Good advice. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Advice. I mean, you guys are booked for next month, right? So <laughs> I'll write that down. Don't bomb. Don't, don't bomb at the comedy venue. store. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but you were talking about John. The, uh, the guy, the old guy who does... Um, John Sharp. John Sharp. Fucking legend. Oh, yeah. is he chicken in a basket, man? Chicken in a basket. Dude, he's done the comedy open mic circuit for years now. I think there's, it, it's weird that there hasn't been a Vice documentary about him. <laughs> <laughs> well, for anybody who doesn't know who John Sharp is, he's basically this guy who's been doing comedy for a bunch of years in the open mic circuit. And, and I, 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 I've seen him kill. Mm. Like, oh, God, he did when we were in Ewing. I've seen him in Ewing. You see him, him kill when you see him bomb because he's yeah. like... He, he never does. does he never does material that he's done before. It's always new. Yeah, when he came on stage with a, a big rucksack on and a big birdcage, and he did about half his material just holding it, and then later on he said how he split up with his wife because he had too much baggage, and then he just t- takes the, <laughs> the backpack off, and that's the joke that he just had baggage on his back. <laughs> and it, but but he then started going on about uh, I was at the back and I'd done my set, and once you've done your set, you can relax. Yeah, and. Uh, Obviously, I like him anyway. I, I think everyone's a fan. You're yeah. Like, Wicked John's here. And then he does this thing. Um, then he started going, um, back when I started in the 70s, everyone had a one-liner. And I was going, it's a fucking chicken in a basket. <laughs> <laughs> so it's funny. And now, he was funny. But the two things, having gone, obviously performed and gone to a lot of stuff, there's two things that stick out in my head from the last six months. And one is him with chicken in a basket. And two is the other guy who I didn't laugh at. I've said this to you before, but I can't stop thinking about is the guy who pretended to be a shambling American salesman selling a product called fart milk. <laughs> I, I think yeah. this bunch of comestibles, including a fat milk. He, right, he did his, it wasn't he did his, funny, but I can't stop doing it. Silence. Because the room was silent, he's wearing his fucking crazy wig. It's hilarious. And he's doing the thing about fart milk. It's actually fucking funny. It's the, the funniest things you'll ever see. Yeah. So if I, if I saw him again, I'd be like, it's a fucking fart, fart milk guy. guy. <laughs> but what's funny is, 
because that was just before I went to Sri Lanka and I kept shouting fart milk at Bolson. And now he keeps sending me stuff. A guy who lives in Australia and he keeps like chatting about fart milk. He's never seen this guy, never going to see him, but he's impacted his life. Do you wonder if he Australia. knows that? Do you wonder if the guy knows that he's he's had such a cultural impact? On I, other I, mean, I think he does. I, I want to see him I again to be like, I've got people in Australia talking yeah. about fart milk. I need to go to the bathroom really badly. Could you do it competently? Because otherwise I have to clean it up. It's my house. I can do it competently. Okay. Yeah. I don't want to stop the recording because I think there's still some interesting stuff going on. No, 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 let's let's stop. Are we we going to stop and then start again? Stop, I'll play some nice sleazy music and then we'll ease ease back into it. All right, good, because it's like, it's for the past 10 minutes and I thought, no, I'll be able to deal with this, you know? And then it's like gotten to the point where I think I'm going to urinate right now. Yeah, it doesn't go away. All right. back the cider is hit, starting to hit me no me too i'm feeling a tiny bit pissed uh what was i gonna say yeah so i've just gone to the toilet in ian's house upstairs and there's a b-day there's a b-day in our third toilet as well not wow you went to philip like, we have we have two b-days b-days also are mental because they the water doesn't shoot up it shoots down it goes down but then you have the toilets in europe which have the b-day installed within the toilet and they shoot up yeah mm. great that's what it should be. <laughs> fire, fire that water straight up my hoop. I, you know what? Call me old-fashioned, <laughs> but I like a toilet paper. Um, you, or you a wet wipe. A wet you, wipe you is say that, But if you if you go away to somewhere... Uh, Not in Britain. <laughs> Asia. When you go to foreign. If you go, for, if you go <laughs> foreign. Oh, oh, when you say Asia, do you mean China foreign? <laughs> no, I mean like um, <laughs> Bali. Mean Bali. Bali. Yeah, okay. And they, have, and they have the hoses. The hose fucking really powerful hose and you use that and you're like why do I use toilet paper it's infinitely better than toilet paper really yeah yeah but then you're wet I, I'm going to stick with to- I can see how the appeal of the hose okay I do you know what the compromise the is what which I use wet wipes but you can't flush wet wipes they're apparently terrible for the environment yeah they're horrible no no I use flushable wet wipes well, anything's flushable. flushable. Anything's flushable. <laughs> <laughs> a baby crocodile is yeah. flushable, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, it's probably bad for the environment, but it's um, it says flushable. Probably. <laughs> but it's nice for my anus. Yeah, but if it says... And my ass packet, is more important than the <laughs> fucking environment. Right, so I was, what I was going to say is, uh, I got thrown by the B-Day, and then there was two cans of carpet, right, uh, on the... Was carpet right? Yeah, there is oh, carpet, 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 right? carpet cleaner or whatever. Okay, it is. Oh, okay. And and then some goalie gloves. It's like, what is going on? Oh, in there your is, is Sanders goalie gloves. Yeah, fair enough. You live with a goalie. Yeah. Um, what I was going <laughs> What I was going to say is he uses them for one kick. No, I don't know. Um, do you ever have uh, a comedy character? Do you ever play a comedy character? Because that character you had on Sam Rhodes' Comedy Explosion podcast. Yeah. So good. It's so good. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm, I don't know if you actually listened to it. Yeah, um, I'm jealous of the fact that you came up with that. So essentially, you know, it was, it was a joint creation. Right. But so this guy, Jack Robertson, and I, were we were on a comic relief uh, shoot for like a sketch. We were just extras, so nothing nothing too important. And um, we came up with this character and this guy, I think his name was Bartholomew D'Angelo. And the, the premise was, is that, you know, you have prop comics, right? Well, he's a prop actor in the fact that he plays props in movies, <laughs> right? It was, the mo- it was the most ridiculous thing ever. <laughs> so good. But he, but he always starts every sentence with, have you seen that picture? Have you seen that movie? And he says, have you seen that movie, Citizen Kane, right? Have you seen Citizen Kane? Yes. So he's like, oh, I played Rosebud, right? He plays the prop in the film. And that's the ridiculous stuff. And then it just gets to the point where it's ridiculous. Like at one point, he's like, have you seen that picture, Interstellar? 
I played the fifth dimension, <laughs> you know? And then the last, I think the most ridiculous one is, um, Jack actually came up with this to his credit. He said, have you ever seen that picture, Goodfellas? I played the guy behind you who coughed during the whole movie, <laughs> right? And it was this, it's this ridiculous character. <laughs> so funny. I was genuinely laughing out loud. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot of fun. So that's one of my characters. I, I do a sort of character act with, um, I do this like, I do a silent set. I do a set where I don't speak. And it's all mime and clowning, and it's a lot of fun. And it's, I think, it's probably the more interesting stand-up I do. That's bold. Because, That's because that must be but, terrifying. But, oh, it's so interesting because when you don't say anything, the amount of tension that causes in mm. the room, and they're so down for laughing. Like I think that because well, the thing is, yeah, like, they it's want like, the release, don't they? It's like Mr. Bean, right? It's like the quiet humor. It's amazing. And then that, and then I do this third character, which is probably the most stupid out of all of them. It's called Gamorous, which is I dress up as a lobster. <laughs> and I don't I know do, why I'm even laughing. That's funny, but and I do stand-up comedy as a lobster. Like, what if the lobster? And he does jokes about being a lobster, and that's that. But then there's also, I guess, there's also the character of me on stage, like my regular self. But it's not that much different from who I am as a person. I don't, I don't even. I haven't even found my voice yet. I go up and I'm. I haven't different. either, and I'm not really bothered by that either. It's just beyond. So, my what got you guys into it? So, Ian. Why did you decide to do stand-up comedy? Um, uh, no, well, like I say, I've I, I always thought it would not be fun. Yeah, but it was more like, well, okay, I've got a normal job which doesn't give me that much creativity. Yeah, um, I live in London now, so it's a possibility. So for yeah. most of my life, I've lived in the north of Scotland, where. This yeah. scene just doesn't foreign, exist. Foreign. Well, I live in foreign. Not non-England. You live yeah, in yeah, yeah. semi-foreign. Non-London is really what you mean. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, we can yeah. we can give this a bash. And essentially this happened when we're doing one of these podcasts about a year ago now, I think. We did a podcast where... Um, after where we went to um, try a flotation tank. And somehow after a discussion of the flotation tank, it came up, we should do stand-up comedy. And nice. that's what happened. It's the epiphany that happened, came yeah, out. Of came the did you guys do a comedy course then? or yeah, yeah. Yeah. What did you both, which one did you do? Uh, Logan Murray. Logan Murray, I've never heard of it. He's the one who did, uh, do you know Greg Davies, the big tall older guy? Yes. He did it. Yeah. Um, Rod Gilbert, if you know him. Interesting, yeah. He also did it. They were in the same class, bizarrely enough. Oh, wow. So I think it's a good stepping stone for people. Yeah. Because the idea of just freshly getting on stage without mm. any kind of, especially as most people don't, have an interest in it so it's i mean i don't know about you if you had any friends who wanted to do it but no it was it was all me i was all the only one that was interested in doing it especially growing up in slovenia like and in, going international school i was the only person who was interested to do stand-up comedy and i sort of i my, my mother and my family knew about it a bit but it was definitely a secret that i kind of like the, the the rate of the ambition or the level of the ambition that i had yeah. for stand-up comedy was kind of kept a bit of a secret. So, can I just ask, what did your when you said, "Oh, I'm doing this"? What did your What did your family say? Were they like, "Is that a surprise?" So, well, so my father's been out of the picture since I was nine, basically. Um, but my mother was supportive. She was just like, "Get a real degree." Like, you can't mm. obviously study stand-up comedy, but you can study comedy. But she was like, "Just get a real degree, but just do it." She's really supportive of it, which is really nice. The, the only issue I find with my family is that they don't get it. I think my mother yeah. and, and my brother <laughs> Nikki are the only two people who get stand-up comedy. My sister's a fucking lost cause. She doesn't understand comedy at all. But my brother, my, my mother specifically, she used to watch like, she used to have like old Carlin tapes. Yeah, George and Carlin. Old, yeah, she used to listen great. to that. So the thing is, I never knew about that. So she and I have a completely different relationship because of the fact that I do stand-up. Who's your influences in as you, when you were very young? Uh, it was like whoever was, like I used to watch these Comedy Central presents on Slovenian TV. Like on Slovenian Comedy Central, they had like the half hour specials yeah. and they'd run every day from like 2 to 5 p.m. I used to just watch them like religiously so it was all sorts of comedians then but I think probably the biggest influences for the style of comedy that I do 
are people like George Carlin, Louis C.K., Bill Burr, Dave Chappelle, a lot more American comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I also have that influx of British comics or British style of comics, like um, so, like Sean Locke. Even Bo Burnham has a very British style of comedy in some ways. Sean Locke's great. Sean Locke's fucking amazing. And then you get a lot more of like I've had a lot more clowning influences as well. My general stand-up, I'd say, is a very classic American New York style comic. Very relaxed, very conversational, very yeah, I chatty. Would, I would say that. Yeah, which is what I feel is the best way to do it. Everyone can get behind somebody who's just there to chat to you. Well, I, I, I but it's not necessarily the best because one-liner comics or like there's some comedians, there's a guy called Will Hit who's phenomenal, but his style doesn't work with everybody because it's very British, like jokey, joke, joke, right? It's actually funny. One of the gigs I did, there was a guy up there and he just did one-liners and for the first two minutes he was killing and then he ran out of good one-liners because yeah. it's obviously harder the amount yeah, you have yeah. to do. First minute I was like, him, it's him I want to be. I'd love to just do the one-liner stuff, yeah. but you kind of have to do the... Uh, and, yeah. and you, you get more if you're more conversational you get more breathing space it's like the yeah. Chris Rock does two hours but he really does 15 minutes worth of material yeah you I know? feel I want the feeling from the audience to be as though that they feel they can intervene at any point I want it to be so that they, if they say something I can bounce off of it and stuff like that but I, I think, I think that's really interesting you're saying the New York American style is interactive where maybe here it's a bit more here's the show and I think that's a difference in yeah, and, personality and both types are perfectly between, between here and foreign Right, yeah. <laughs> it's like oh, the standoffishness. Oh, you're here, entertain me. Applause, applause, applause. As opposed to America, it's like, well, you know, we're just having a chat. I, I think that's I, I don't interesting. Know. I can't imagine anything more brutal than say Saturday night at the comedy store. I can just imagine it being continuous. Have you not been there? I have. I have been, and yeah. it is continuous. Pissed Brits intervene one of the things that the thing is the sound do. system no, there is so good it doesn't just matter like, just like <laughs> yeah, just like seriously, seriously the, the but like seriously the sound system the, the comedy store london I, obviously i can't speak for the, any of the other ones it is so perfectly built for comedy that you can speak over people and no one will hear hmm. the, the weird thing about being new at comedy is you know what you want to do but you're yeah. not able to do it and what i want to do is have it as if the crowd of my mates and you know when you're sitting in a pub and yeah. everyone's making everyone laugh yeah. and no one has to be try to be funny as in like, he, like n- none of your mates tell you a one liner yeah. you just all laugh along with everything yeah. that's that's the the what I want to bring to but it how do that, you... that is a weird thing about stand up is it's such a false unnatural situation yeah. you know no one's ever, you're not going to go guys 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 wait I've got five minutes of funny stuff. Yeah, and never I'll do, that and I'll do most of the talking. <laughs> you know, and I no may matter what, it always comes from back to me. Yeah, 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 it's so natural, but it is—it's just the best, isn't it? Do you guys not? Do you guys sign up for more gigs then, or what's uh, sort of like you've done both sixteen so far, right? So I—I I mean, the reason why I got gig tonight and I forgot about it. What are you doing last night? Oh, for famous first words. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. What I do is I've worked out that I've—if um, I have a Sunday and I sit down and I just book a load of gigs or apply to book for gigs then gigs will trickle in and then mm. i'll be committed to doing it and i have to do it and i never want to do it like tonight i do not want to do this gig, yeah. but i'm gonna do it because i'm like it's almost like i book them and i think well the future me's fucked but i have to worry about that on the yeah. day <laughs> and so and now, now i'm like fuck i've got to do it and then what i'll do is i'll do a gig good or bad i'll be like glad i did it it's forcing yourself it's holding the gun yeah your head. so i'm do i do you know i'm on open comedy i'm on um, the comedy collective yeah uh, you're, you're able to get that dubai camel comedy if you want on yeah, sports. yeah, yeah. Dubai <laughs> camel comedy. that's where the money's at yeah <laughs> you got that shake there money probably, so. there probably is a lot of money there's there, probably a yeah. lot of money yeah. in camel comedy. 
Yeah, we should ask Ben. I've got a mate who lives in Dubai. Dubai. Yeah, we should. Oh my god, that'd be a fucking. Please get me on that tour. If you tour in Dubai, (laughs) please let me know about it because I'd love to go along. Well, we could be the headliner. A Scotsman, an Englishman, a Slovenian go to Dubai. Austrian, Slovenian. Slovenian, Austrian, American. Yeah, come on. Yeah, just just got British, British, foreign. That's what it really is. That's what we're talking about. Yeah, English, foreign, foreign. (laughs) Oh, so you're the only one that actually has an adjective that's proper. We're just foreign. Yeah, well, you know. Well, I'm foreign no matter where I go, right? So that's the thing. You're not you're not foreign. You're international. Yeah, I'm third culture kid. That's what they call us. Which is like when I first heard that term, I just went, "Fuck! I don't belong anywhere." Do I? I was going to say, "Who calls you that?" Because um, is it, it Ponzi people? Yeah, yeah, it sounds yeah. like it's Ponzi. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's basically well. The thing is, it's like third culture kid really means people who are kids who are grown up in a culture that's different than both of their parents. Okay. Oh right. So technically, I wasn't. Well, the thing is, I was grown up in in Austria and Slovenia, which was different than my mother's culture, but also slightly different than my father's culture because he didn't have. So it's like that. Do you have any more questions you wanted to ask me? I don't know what you wanted to. Ask. Well, you know what we we've done a uh, we've done about an hour, so we could start wrapping up. Um, but. Anything else you want to pick my brain on? Let me let me see let me see let me see. Ian, um, what about you? Well, who's who's? How do you get? How do you wheedle your way in there? How do you? What's your best networking techniques? Like seriously, it is just gigging as much as you can, and just meeting people. It's, it's just yeah. meeting people. Yeah, like so. I'm not trying to shit on you guys. No shit, for, shit for, on us for your one gig in every ten days. But like, like shit, shit on me. Like I sometimes do like nine to ten gigs a week. Nine to ten. Yeah. How do you do that? But how do you? I do double more? up. So nine. I think nine or I think ten is probably the most I've done. But I try to do at least six or seven. Well, like I think I was on Peter Kelly's interview the other day, and he said, "What's the best advice you can give? It's just doing it. You need to literally do it as often as you can." Well, so, I want to. I want to try and do. This is going to sound pathetic now, but I want to do two a week. That's what two, I two, do. But the thing is, even that's better than one a week. No, but, but I've, done, like, I've done two before in one week. Yeah. And the second gig was really good. No question, the best gig I've ever done. Yeah. I've done two two nights in a row, and it was suddenly because I was doing the exact same set. And I'd already had my worry about remembering it the night before. And then I yeah. got up the next night and it was like, oh, this is a piece of piss now. But if you're only 16 gigs in, it's like like relative to the amount of gigs you've done, it's nothing. I mean, I'm not going to say the number, but I've done a significant number more than that. And that's fine. Hundreds, obviously. Oh, no, I've done like 240. Uh, 240, good. Yeah, good. That's, that's the number good. that I'm at. So I feel like a fucking cunt for saying that. No, like, don't I, be a cunt. This is why you're here. Because I was like, I want to speak to you and work out how you're doing it. It's, and- it's literally just like... So I was talking with Peter Kelly about this, or Jack Hester, whatever fucking name he Who, uses. Who's Peter Kelly? He's this Irish dude. He's proper class. I call Peter Kelly's Irish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> unbelievable. Oh, no, he's okay. proper class. Like he's a great comedian. But he does. Like, what was he? What did you, what, you were on his podcast? Yeah, it? I was on his. He did an interview, like a video interview. Right? But it, it, like everyone tries to think that oh, I don't need to do that many gigs to get good. But is you literally need to gig all the time, yeah, constantly. And yeah. It, some 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 work schedules don't work around that, and that's fine. No, mine does. It's just my, yeah, you my, two are, my, f- are financially secure, right? From like well, not really, but my my wife is like. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, you got a wife and kids. She, I forget about that. Yeah, that, she's like. Well, that's tough. That's yeah, that's hard. It, it, it is hard, and I and she she's really good and understands because no, I, she's not right harder than no, no, no. Also, <laughs> she, for the record, two hundred forty gigs compared to like what actual other people have done is like nothing. Yeah, but as I said, it's it's Ian, then me, then you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I I understand that it's all about uh, it's all about just doing. Re- it's, it, I've equated to the gym, which is you can't go to the gym sixteen times and then think you're fucking fit. You yeah. have, you go to the gym and you and and it has to become part of your life. Yeah, it, it's, it's hard. It's a really depressing existence doing so. And I don't think enough stand-up comedians talk about. Like, I come home sometimes. Yeah, let's and talk I, real. Let's talk real talk. Yeah, it's real talk. No, real talk right now, guys. Is all right. <laughs> 
So I come home sometimes and my friends are like enjoying their day or shit and I'll be like, oh yeah, sorry, I just had to do gigs this evening so I couldn't spend time. It's depressing, but it's, what do you sacrifice? Do you guys want to be comedians or do you want to do- No, I want to be comedians. You want to be comedians? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's, I mean, fucking this podcast is amazing for it. Like, this is great. But like, it's, it, it, but it's so depressing. But I think it's so, so rewarding as well. You have to decide, are you more important or are the things around you more important? It's, it's a difficult decision. Like, you want to spend time with people, but you also want to work on yourself. Well, my, my, my wife is very understanding and she accepts that one or two days a week, I won't be yeah. in the house. I'll get home at like quarter. But do you think night. you'll be able to transition to that being three or four or five times a week? You won't be in the house. Uh, so if you become like a professional, let's say somehow that happens, somehow. Yeah, through some but fucking then, miracle. Then, okay, <laughs> but then, but then, but then <laughs> during the day, if the earth slipped off its axis yeah. and fucking everything. Yeah, if you became a professional, all the good comedians died. Yeah, you'd then, be free during the day, but not at night. Yeah. Oh well, then that would be absolutely fine. Yeah. Because then I'd be. That then, she'd, she'd, because then she'd be at work and I'll be. Yeah, be fine. Look, I have. I know she's the type of person who would let it work. Yeah, she's not. She's definitely not someone. And that's really. Friends. I think that's really important to find someone who will support you throughout your endeavors. Yeah, and I've been very and I've been really clear about this is something I have to do. Otherwise, I'll be a cunt of a husband. Right, I, I, and and it's true. I was like, I have, to, I have to have this release. Otherwise, it will drive me. It's like I vlog as well. I do a lot of vlogging. And wow. I do. Um, I actually respected you. Up until <laughs> I know. I know. I know. That's, not, that's, a that's the one even... laugh he didn't record. He just laughed silently right there. But he's fucking pissing himself. If this was videotaped, you'd see him fucking crying. The reason why I do it is because the only way I can learn how to video edit properly is by oh, recording yeah, yeah. my own shit. Oh, no, shit. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Vlogging is like such a good idea. Like holistically skills, speaking, yeah, 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 yeah. Set, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, so there's that, and obviously I do this podcast. I do um, some writing. I've got a fucking life coach as well, right? No, that's great. And, yeah. and one of the things I said, one of the things I've talked to him about is, I give. Uh, this is not him. This is me. I give every year. I have a theme. What's this year's theme? It's uh, the year of exposure. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't help it. It was just funny. It's like, oh, this is the year of the dog. Uh, <laughs> it's the year of getting my dick out in a park. Yeah. Uh, no, so is, there's a park right out that window, Jimmy. Come on. So this is so this is about. Yeah. I want to do 50 gigs this year. I want to do. I think 80, 100 vlogs. I want to do 15 articles. I think, which is like all essays or whatever. Hey, two vlogs. Two vlogs a week's a lot. I think it's 80. I have to check. And it's a and, and to, this year is just about being prolific. Yeah. Pushing things out. Pushing things out. Pushing things out. I'll get in from work and I'll say I have to fucking do the podcast Yeah, and she'll be like oh for fuck's sake and then so I'll sit there with the headphones on and she'll be watching TV and we won't be talking to each other but it's like I have to do this otherwise I'll be I'll become a frustrated bitter old arsehole yeah um, more so more so <laughs> yeah yeah, um, yeah it's, look I understand I, I, this is what I'm doing at the moment is if if comedy was a swimming pool I'm dangling my foot if, in to to see if comedy was a fill- swimming pool then Philip would be there to save you. Oh, yeah. and what a brilliant way to end the that podcast. That is a good yeah. ending. That is a good ending. But oh. we won't end it there because we're artists <laughs> and we defy creation. <laughs> also, I'm going to go for another 45 minutes if that's right. No, I'm not. No, I got to piss so badly. So yeah, no, I think we're no, I think we're done. Well, look, um, so honestly, this has been amazing. You guys are fucking awesome. Well, you're amazing for taking a punt and coming um, to a complete. Yeah, coming podcast. all the way to Zone Three <laughs> to see. So where, where did you come from? I came from Battersea, Zone Two. Well, let me get this right. Philip, Carl... Kostoletsky. Kostoletsky. You didn't you let could, me say it. I was going to get it. You, no, you, you said it wrong just then, so you were definitely worried about <laughs> it. Uh, it's at CheesecakePCK if you want to find me online. Yeah. Cheesecake Pick. Cheesecake Pick. Yeah. And I'm a... I don't know what my Twitter name is. 
And I'm uh, Jamie Jackson Attic. Awesome. Well, thank right. you so much for having me, guys. Yeah, no, no awesome. thanks very much. Let's go five guys. Yes, let's go five guys. <laughs> and first the piss, though, because I really need to pee. Yeah, me too. Right. Awesome. Bye. 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 Man looks up on a yellow sky. And the rain turns to rust in his eye.